Welcome, everyone, to another Soul Flow podcast. I'm your host, Jason. And uh, today's going to be kind of interesting, as they all are. I haven't been around for a couple weeks. I was doing some work. Best way to put it. <laughs> but actually, no, because like to me, the word work always means like not fun. Um, people usually don't enjoy going to work. Uh, they're crazy. No offense. Uh, it wasn't. It was inner work, I guess you could say. Some healing. And so what I like to do is I try to share the takeaways that I get from my healing journey. Right? So that maybe help others why not that's what we're all here to do right to learn to grow to heal to be the best versions of ourselves and realize that we've always been the best version of ourselves and there's technically no work that actually needs to be done but yet we still have to do the work because it makes sense in my head um you know what because I like to go on tangents. Let me try to elaborate on that. I don't think we actually need to fix ourselves. I think a lot of the programs that we've attached ourselves to, a lot of the belief systems that we've adopted um, are what <clears throat> affects our current reality and so it's not that there's something wrong with us we just have the wrong programs installed i'm an it person you can see that add um i'm an i i have a degree in it network security if i haven't said that before so I like to look at things from like a computer aspect, us being the computer, right? And so our computer can only process the programs that it runs. So each belief system that we adopt, whether that's spiritually or just physically, right? We believe that people should be a certain way or that animals look a certain way or whatever. All of the, all of the perspectives that we've adopted throughout our lives, they're all programs. Um, some people believe that based on their demographic, um, they're always going to struggle or there's always going to be hurdles and barriers. And, and because of that belief, they find those hurdles and barriers. While other people of that same demographic who never adopted those or divorced them, I guess, right? Let go, uninstalled those programs or just never installed them. Um, they don't have the barriers and they're able to do things that others can't. And that's it's just, it's just the way life is, I guess. Um, it's to grow and learn and understand that and understand that the only thing that's ever holding you back is yourself, which is really what I wanted to get to in the first place. So it's kind of cool how I did that in a completely different tangent. Um, 
we, we hold ourselves back based on what we believe in. And I believe that we hold ourselves back. So knowing that it's funny because it's actually kind of empowering because if I'm the only thing holding myself back, then I can actually fix that. I fix, right? There's something wrong with me, but why am I holding myself back? Right. I'm holding myself back because of the programs that I've adopted over my life based on my perspective, my experiences, um, my traumas, my pains, even the good things, good things can create programs too. So, so I say all that because it's, it's not that we're broken. It's not that there's something wrong with us at the core. If you uninstall all of the programs that we've adopted over our life, that's us at our purest form, our true selves. So it's, it's like we, it's like, yeah, I'm still using a computer analogy. It's like we get this computer and 20, 30, 40, depending on where you're at years later, um, you finally look at your computer and you're like, you know what? It's, it's not running right. There, there are certain programs that are slowing it down or making it difficult to access certain experiences in life. And so you realize like, maybe, maybe you just uninstall one little one and see a little difference. Like, oh, it's running a little faster. Um, I can see a little clearer. Things start to make more sense. All right, cool. Like, let me remove this one. And that's, that's what it is. So there's nothing wrong. Like there's nothing wrong with my computer now, but if I installed some of the things that are running in the background, it would run faster. So it's not broken. There's nothing wrong with it. It just has a bunch of stuff on it that it doesn't need anymore, right? The, the lessons have been learned. Maybe they haven't. That's why they're still there until you realize that it's there. There is a program there. There's something attached to you that's slowing you down. Kind of like on a boat, all those barnacles, like there's no purpose for them for the boat. They can all be removed. So just get a chisel and just scrape that shit off and you're good. You're exactly who you're supposed to be. So know that somewhere in there at the core, you already are your true self. There are just programs that are altering your true self. Nothing wrong with you. You're not broken. And so I say that because I see it happening to people. I see even people speaking certain ways that are negative, negative self-talk. Like every, every, uh, I always have setbacks. There's every, you know, the, one step forward, two steps back. Like people believe that that's how their life always goes. And I'm, that's the Italian coming out of me. And that's what happens. Go figure. If I believe that every time I take a step forward, I end up taking two steps back. Guess what? The moment that I realize I've taken a step forward, I'm already creating the two steps back. You're holding yourself back. You're holding yourself back. Nobody else is. Nobody. There's no one in this reality that can ever hold you back without you allowing it, without you having to accept it. Um, 
so uh, <laughs> people are so funny on facebook back in october like literally nine months ago um i had commented on someone's post i thought it was pretty positive comment um i was just quoting something that i had just heard um and i've talked about it on this podcast it, and basically it was god i really want to like i don't want to mess the quote up so hold on one second while i actually pull it up on my phone patience patience yeah teach you some patience patience are good because this person doesn't post that much so anyway so he had posted about a tarot card reading and if he hears this know that i love you i'm just using this as a lesson and a learning i don't even whatever i'm just sharing this i'm not talking shit about you i'm not going to mention your name I'm not even saying initials or anything you know who you are Doubt you listen to this, but whatever. I love you. Yeah, we're going to leave it at that. <clears throat> so anyways, so he posted a tarot card read and said, good read. Hope things are improving. I talk about hope. I don't like the word hope. Um, so this was my comment. So I just saw this quote. There is no more. I hope when you awaken to your higher self. I hope gets replaced with I decide. And it simply happens. So decide that things will improve. You deserve better. So decide that as well. That was my thing. This was 37 weeks ago. This dude just replied yesterday. And like, I'm not even in the same space I was 37 weeks ago. You know, it's over, yeah, like nine months. It was October 23rd. So like, yes, a long time ago, right? Like, way in the past like and he, well first of all he said i respect your opinion pretty sure like so like i shared a quote and then i said that you deserve better that's just an opinion so maybe he doesn't deserve better like i don't you know what i mean i'm not trying to overanalyze this person i'm trying to understand where he was coming from um, so he said he respects my opinion, but blah, blah, blah. Um, not going into what he really said. Um, but he, then he said like, are you so bold and sure of yourself that you think you are correct? And then it was like against millions of people in all corners of the world. Um, I don't really know what he was going from that. Um, yeah, I guess. Am I being so bold in, in the fact that I think hoping doesn't work hoping is not empowering because when you're hoping for something um there's an external force attached to that whether that's a higher source or just a person right i hope that they'll behave better than they normally do i hope that tomorrow they will treat me better i hope that God will send me a message. I hope that the universe will guide me in the right direction, right? I'm hoping that somebody is going to do something different than they did in the present is basically what hope comes from. I hope that things get better, right? Hoping things get better means that you're hoping something changes besides you. Instead, deciding things are going to get better because I'm going to make them better, right? 
decide that this person's going to treat me better or bye-bye, right? I'm, I'm deciding how I'm treated as a person. I'm deciding that if you're not going to come at me in a loving way, then you're not going to come at me. That's decisions. That's not hope. I don't hope people think will treat me better. I decide they're going to treat me better because when you decide now you're commanding a certain amount of respect, a certain amount of love that you deserve. And <clears throat> when people see that and you walk away from them, things change. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let me uh, take a sip of my tea. Mm. This is my wife's cup. I use it all the time. Um, she loves yoga more than me. Um, but because of that, I say she's my happy hour. <laughs> Not in like an inappropriate way. She's always, any, any hour I'm with her, I'm happy. So, mm. and I lied, that is not tea. That is delicious coffee. Anyways, so, <clears throat> so that was kind of interesting how that, and that literally just came up yesterday. So that's why I kind of shared that, um, the hope and decide thing. The interesting thing was, is though, at the time, if he would have said that, 37 weeks ago, are you so sure of yourself? I would have said no, I just heard this quote. But since October, when I heard that quote and have been adopting it as one of my new programs, I have seen so many changes in a positive way in my life because now I've decided so many things. So many, so many, so many, so many, so many, so many. I can't even tell you. I don't even know how to list them up. And it just keeps getting better because I've decided that my life is better because I've decided that I deserve better, that I deserve whatever is going to bring me pure happiness and joy in every moment. And that's an ever-changing thing as well. But so, yeah, I am kind of sure that I'm sure that it's been working up until this point with the program adopted. Um. <clears throat> there are a lot of people that are so sure of things and then things change like in this moment that's where i'm at so now that i've been talking for almost 15 minutes now i'll kind of talk about the takeaways that i've gotten from some of the healing experiences that i've had recently and i'm always i'm always looking for like that i i, I want to and it, it's one of my decisions that I've decided that I want to eventually have a quote that is so profound that it could change everybody's life for the better. Because if, if with just some simple, maybe not simple words, maybe that's probably with just a few lines, maybe, you know, one or two sentences max. If I could come up with a quote that would be universal for everyone to have a beautiful shift, why not? Right? That's the goal. And I feel like the journey of getting to that is so beautiful that maybe I've already said it and I don't even realize it. And I just keep going because it'll always get better. And there's, there's always improvement on just my awareness and understanding of life and, and I'm always having new experiences, which then, you know, change my perspective a little bit. My dogs are just special today. Um, so that's my goal. 
and I'm hopefully going to get there. But anyway, so I was sitting and reflecting on a ceremony that I had just been in and thinking of like the core of what every person wants or needs, right? This could be a want or a need, but basic needs. So minus the basic material needs that we need, we need some type of shelter, security, safety, right? Some home dwelling and place to lay our heads that make us feel safe and secure. I think that's a universal need. I don't think anybody's just like, I mean, but if sleeping in the forest is comfortable and makes you safe and secure and you're able to lay your head there and rest and sleep and be okay with that, then that's what you, that's your basic need, right? And everybody's different. <clears throat> Food. We all need to eat. We all need nutrition, nourishment, water kind of goes with food, right? You need to be hydrated. Got to wash down that food. Um, and we need air, oxygen. Um, it's probably the one thing that they haven't found a way to monetize yet. Oh God, I'm not putting that out there. They will not monetize. The, the moment they try to charge us for breathing, we're going to put like a meter on our nostrils. Start, everybody's going to be a mouth breather. Um, so wood, food, water, air, shelter, and there's one more love. I don't think there's anybody out there that does not want to feel loved or even want to love somebody. Oh, maybe I'm wrong, but I doubt it. I'm pretty sure of myself. If you, if you don't want to feel loved and because you've never felt loved or you don't even realize what love is, but then again, I could be wrong. But anyway, so all of the other ones are physical things, material things, I guess you could say. Um, whereas love is something that can't be measured, but it also is free and it should be free for all all the time but a lot of us because of our programs um, there's conditions and that's okay because most of the conditions are based on your experiences you've had to draw lines put conditions on things because you've opened yourself up to other hurt people that then hurt you or brought out the worst in you and you hurt them. Um, not trying to justify or validate any of this. Um, it's not okay to hurt people in any way ever. Even if you've been through something, but it happens. And anyways, so love it's, it's what we all want and need to feel. And, and I've come to this realization that the best way ever love somebody, especially unconditionally, is when you just allow them to be. When, so, so think about it this way, and it's not to compare who loves you more, who is probably showing you that unconditional love, but 
when you're around certain people and you feel like you can just be yourself, all the masks come off, all the facade, you, you can just, you don't have to pretend or sugarcoat. You can just speak your mind freely and just be who you want to be in that moment. And you don't feel judged and you know, it's just okay. Those people, those are the ones that are showing that to me, that is unconditional love. When you just allow someone and, and not only that, like if you're different the next day, then that's okay too. If you're, you know, on a high, all bubbly and whatever, then all right, cool. And then tomorrow, if you're on a low and you're being shitty, all right, cool. Like that's, that's love. And that's the type, the type of love that I think we should be focusing on offering others, just allowing them to be who they are in that moment. Um, and a lot of this comes with this thing that we like to do, fix people. We want to, and even help people, um, be available to help others, but don't push your help on others. Don't, don't offer advice to someone that hasn't asked you for advice. Don't offer help to someone that hasn't asked you for help. Um, <clears throat> and I, well, I hope people don't figure me out, but I have this thing where if someone's talking to me and they're talking about how broke they are or how much they're financially struggling, I listen. I don't ever be like, I don't ever say, oh, I can give you some money. You need to ask, you got to find that strength. You got to, you, you got to take that step. I can't, I can't help you if you don't ask for help. Um, because otherwise there it's, it's not help. It's just enabling because it's just enabling you to continue to complain about whatever situation you're in because you're not trying to actually get out of it. When you ask for help now, consciously, subconsciously, even when you verbalize help from somebody, um, you're still putting it out there that you want to make that change. We make that shift. But if all you're doing is complaining about something and then I offer you help, it's not the same. And I could actually, oh God, I'm so good at playing devil's advocate. I feel like I could argue with myself about this right now, but I'm not going to, I'm going to stick with that. Or, or trying to tell people what they should or shouldn't do. Once again, when people come to you complaining, well, you shouldn't do this. Yeah. Now they're probably going to continue to do that because you've told them they need to change. And not only that, I feel like when you do this, although it's coming from a loving, compassionate place, because I do this too sometimes. To me, like part of the message, and maybe this is, this is just my perspective, part of the message you're giving someone. So let me use an example. Um, so I put on like, maybe 10 pounds and I'm a little hard on myself about it, but I don't want someone to tell me that I need to lose weight or that I should exercise more, or that I should eat a little better and stop drinking coffee. Um, I don't want that because when someone tells me that I need to change something about myself, 
to me, it means that they don't fully love me for who I am in this moment. Because if they were fully in love with me, not in love with me, but loving who I am unconditionally, that means I don't need change. Although it is coming from a compassionate, like I said, I, I get why you offer it. But to me, there's a part that's saying, hey, I'd like you better. That's what it is. And this, like I said, my perspective, my perspective is, is when someone offers or offers you advice or things that you should change in your life, especially when 120% of the people that offer this advice are not at their true selves, at their highest true selves. How do I know that? Because if they were, they definitely wouldn't offer that advice because it wouldn't matter. They would just accept you for who you are and just be okay with it and 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 support you in whatever you want to do and that's the thing right so like if i do want to exercise more or eat better i just want that support right like oh okay the encouragement that's okay i don't need the advice so just know that when you're when you're trying to tell someone what's wrong with them um just know that's the message that could be coming up. Especially if you're talking to me, because that's how I take it. So just let people be. And I, the reason why I realized all this was because in the ceremony that I was sitting in, I sit in plant medicine ceremonies. We'll just leave it at that. Um, we actually do cacao ceremonies, so not every plant medicine that I partake in is... Um, fun i'm joking no they're all that was the wrong word because the cacao ceremonies are beyond fun they are so powerful so amazing um they're just different let's just put it that way there's different experiences that can be had through all different plant medicines um there's one that is actually legal in illinois that i partake in um that is a plant medicine and i use it as such i'll talk about that in my next podcast probably I think I do need to dive back into the mother, mother ganja, but that's not why we're here right now. During these ceremonies, one of the beautiful things that happens is you are allowed to be who you need to be. And when that space is created to the, to the extent that it is in these ceremonies, you're able to cry like fully deeply just feel your emotions whether it's crying or yelling like if you need to just ah like that's a weak yell but to like get it out you're allowed to do that there and no one looks at you crazy if anything like it's it's encouraged and supported um, we were actually doing breath work and um, someone was someone was letting some shit go and they started yelling and everybody started yelling because it was just like, yes, let's get this shit out. It's like, ah, I don't want to yell into the mic. Um, but it wasn't like, you know what I mean? Like if, if I were in a public setting and I just started yelling because I was frustrated, everyone would be like, this psycho. Like, okay, get away from this weirdo that's just yelling for no reason 
because people just yell for no reason. There's got to be a reason. Even if it's because you're arguing with the voices in your head, there's still a reason. Um, it's valid. We want to invalidate other people's emotions and the way they express them based on our perspective. So, so you're allowed to be, which just, when you're in it, you feel loved unconditionally. You feel like who you are so okay that it's almost scary because it's like you're you're used to feeling uncomfortable in your own skin sometimes at least me perspective you're used to when you do certain things getting weird looks or being judged or or turning into arguments or what, whatever right like whatever negative experience you're used to from trying to be who you feel you are in those moments and in this space you don't feel that you're able to and especially when when you do come at it in a negative way and it's not reciprocated back to you instead it, you're you're still getting love when you're when you're upset or you're angry or you're hateful or whatever and it's just like, I get you. I understand. Like, l I want to listen to you. I want to understand your pain. And you're just like, wait, what? Like, we're not going to argue? You're just going to love me? Why? It's like, because you deserve that. Because you deserve to be who you are. And then when, you, when you're able to do that, that's where, like, some of the deep-ass healing happens. Because that's what happens, right? We, I mean, we put conditional love on ourselves, people. We have expectations. We have standards that we hold ourselves to. And sometimes they're so high, we put ourselves so high that we just put so much pressure on ourselves. My dogs are getting feisty. Um, we're at 30 minute mark anyways, and that's where I like to cut it off. So if the universe ain't telling me to shut up, I don't know what is. Here my little one downstairs, she's so special. I wanna go out. All right, anyways. Find those spaces, provide those spaces, be that space of unconditional love, allowing people to just be loving them unconditionally. Um, I'll leave you with one little thing that I learned or heard recently, and it was, um, we try so hard to make people understand where we're coming from, that sometimes we forget to understand where they're coming from. And understanding where someone else is coming from is actually more important because once you understand where they're coming from, it doesn't matter if they understand you. And if we all did that, then we'd all understand each other. So at some point, someone will try to understand you, but you can't make people understand you. They have to make that decision. But if you can understand where they're coming from, you won't need them to understand you because it's not about being right or wrong. You'll understand, okay, this is, this is why you feel the way you do. And because of that, maybe you just don't get my perspective the way that I do. And I'm okay with that because I see why, right? I understand you. So let that be part of that unconditional love space that you create. It's 
been too long. <laughs> Actually, no, it's been exactly the amount of time I needed in order to deliver this exact message. Love you guys. I appreciate you. Love you unconditionally. In this moment, you're perfect. You're beautiful. I got a story. Nah, I'm done. I will see you again soon. Peace.